0: What are the major issues facing healthcare right now in the United States? Seems like there's so many of them, it can be confusing and hard to sort out what exactly is going on. Well, we've got an expert that's going to help us do that next on The Scope. We're your daily dose of science, conversation, medicine. This is The Scope. The University of Utah Health Sciences Radio. Dr. David Sundwall is a professor of public health at University of Utah School of Medicine. He's also a leader in healthcare policy and advocacy. So we all want quality health care that's affordable and available to all. What do you think we can do to achieve this?
1: Well, uh, this is where I have to be careful because I start sounding like a socialist. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm a Republican that would favor a single-payer system. I think if we had something more like what they have in other enlightened countries— whether it be Canada or Germany or Switzerland, where they spend a lot less than we do for health care but somehow manage to cover all of their citizens, that's what uh, we would ultimately like to get to. That's a long time coming because uh, there's such a reluctance uh, in our country to have this uniformity. There's a a belief that health care ought to be private. It ought to be in the marketplace. And yet we have lots and lots of experience now showing marketplace doesn't make it more affordable, it doesn't lower the costs, and it doesn't make it more accessible. So we're moving in the right direction, I think, with uh, what they're trying to do with the ACA and we're trying to do with uh, here in Utah with some Medicaid expansion if the governor is successful, but uh, we've got a long way to go.
0: What do you think the three biggest challenges there are to overcome in the healthcare arena that we face right now?
1: It's costs. Uh, primarily. It's un- it's universal access, uh, which the ACA or the Obamacare tried to get at by having it a mandate that people have insurance. And um, so I would say access to care, it would be costs of care, and um, how much care do we consume. One of our sessions is how do we care for our aging population. Uh, it's just a huge challenge for us when we have about Seventy uh, percent of health care costs are spent in the last six months of life. Yeah. Now, you forgive me for the details on that. I'm the point I'm making is we spend way way too much for what seems like futile care, not really extending quality of care, but just a few months or or uh, not extending
0: quality uh, of life. No, like it's, it's just all about keeping the person alive at that point. It's
1: been said that we delay death, not continue life. And we're all going to die. And that's a big thing. I just had a patient this week whom I'm appalled that he, 86-year-old from England, emigrated here recently to be with his children, he and his wife, who were in their 80s. He had, they discovered at uh, one of our fine big medical centers, he had an aortic aneurysm, and they operated on him at 86, when he was already anemic, he already has diabetes, he has some COPD or or lung disease and why they took that risk I don't know but it must have cost many many thousands of dollars and now he is in a demented state because of the anesthesia he's confused and in the psych ward at one of our hospitals just because of his confusion that's totally related to his surgery anyway it's unfortunate he has a very very poor quality of life but he's still with us yeah I guess that was the goal I don't understand
0: yeah those are some tough questions Yep. You've uh, said, and it's been said, that that we have kind of a strange dichotomy in the United States. We've got the best technology in medical science, yet when you look at how we rank among the developed nations in regard to health status, we're 42nd. Yeah. We spend more money than anybody else. We've got better stuff than anybody Mm -hmm. else, but we're not providing better.
1: Why? Well, like I say, uh, that has grown up since Medicare and Medicaid were passed in 1965. A health economist in Washington named Lynn Etheridge who was the head of the OMB for President Carter, said it as well as anyone I've ever heard, and he said that passage of Medicare and Medicaid was a catalyst for shifting more money from one sector of uh, an economy to another than has ever happened in the history of the world. So now, can you imagine, just 50 years later, we now are spending $3 trillion on health care-related services. That means that there's a whole lot of people Doing very well about off of healthcare, meaning the providers of services, <laughs> whether you be a hospital or a doctor, medical device maker, pharmaceutical company. Uh, there's just a whole lot of people that do well uh, because of we've shifted all this public money into healthcare, and the f- private insurers followed suit with the levels of uh, they would pay. So it's going to be a challenge to to for us to fix our costs. It's going to hurt someone's pocket. We're going to have to redistribute that money. Uh, we should put more into public health, preventive medicine, those sorts of things that prevent illness in the first place, not just keep fixing an abdominal aortic aneurysm in an 86-year-old. Yeah. And I, I'm always reluctant to cite an example because if it were my me or grandfather, maybe I'd want it done, but that's where you can see how hard this is. Yeah. Uh, we want what we want when we want it, not what we can afford.
0: So uh, it's almost one-fifth of GDP, healthcare care spending. Yeah. How, how does that get reversed? That's a lot of money.
1: Well, this is the challenge we're facing, and I, for one, don't think it can happen voluntarily because uh, meaning for all the best efforts of, say, the university hospital here to do more efficient services or to do things more uh, appropriately, not to do dupl- duplication, those are just really trimming at the edges. The only way to probably get a handle on this would be as in other countries where they have uh, global budgets, where they say, this is what we'll spend for health care, live within that, so be it. And that, of course, leads to some inconvenience. It leads to some delays in care, but it is what they can afford. I mean, it is embarrassing, isn't it, when countries that spend half as much as we do have better health. And so uh, the the figures are skewed because we don't cover everybody. So our bad outcomes relate to the fact that we have still several million people that don't have health insurance or access to care when they need it. That's what pulls us down. But you're right, our high-tech is the best.
0: Why is it so important uh, making sure that we give people that don't have access to health care access?
1: You know, I think any economist uh, or someone that knows this information believes that if everyone is covered, it means that you don't have – the degree of uncompensated care. People will get hair, care sooner and more appropriately and in the right setting if they have health insurance. We've we've shown through so many studies that having health insurance certainly relates to health. Uh, and that makes uh, makes sense. Uh, however, one of our state legislators said it's a bad idea because then they'll go to the hospital and the hospitals are dangerous places. I think that's a pretty fallacious argument. <laughs> but... Um, for, I'll give you an example. I'm I'm not bragging, uh, but I've been fortunate to get to be 73 years old and never been hospitalized. I don't have any chronic illness. I'm not diabetic, or I don't have hypertension, and I'm grateful for my good health. But my employers, over the decades of my life, have been paying my health insurance, so I float all boats. People like me have been cov- paying for. The care that other people need. And if everyone had coverage, you'd have a better pool to cover those uh, people who are currently not covered. And that means they'd likely be healthier and not be having these costly illnesses when they need medical care uh, that they've delayed or put off for a long time. By the time they get it, it costs a lot. And maybe they've been getting episodic care in emergency rooms. Isn't that silly? You get uh, you go for a cold and you're charged $1,000 that's just not really
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's truly an ounce of prevention, a pound of cure. Keep people healthy, then they don't get those diseases and sure. those conditions that cost a lot of money and then.
1: Don't get sick from them. Maybe they could get treated earlier and therefore a lot more uh, appropriately.
0: TheScopeRadio.com is University of Utah Health
1: Sciences Radio.
0: If you like what you heard, be sure to get our latest content by following us on Facebook. Just click on the Facebook icon at TheScopeRadio.com.